Man. Every Sunday, the good word is heard on Score North. It's Score North Sundays with Danny Cunningham and Manny Hill. All right, TCL Broadcast Studios, Score North Sundays rolls on Manny Hill and uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson filling in for Danny Cunningham today. Danny's on uh, vacation back home in Cleveland. Uh, he'll be back, I think, Tuesday. So uh, certainly back on uh, Score North Sundays with us next week as well. And joining us on the phone right now uh, as we roll on with the show today is uh, the assistant general manager of your Minnesota Twins, Rob Anthony, joins us uh, on the line. Rob, uh, good morning. Thanks for being on with us. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, thanks for being on. We appreciate the time. Uh, certainly, I would imagine with uh, Wednesday's deadline coming up, um, your phones are certainly busy right now, I would imagine. So we certainly appreciate you uh, giving us uh, giving us a few minutes of your time today. But what just to start out here, like what what is this part of the year like for for you guys in the front office of this team you know you and and uh and Derek and Thad you know what what is this whole situation like especially when you factor in this year being the first year of uh not having that that uh that waiver trade deadline in August I mean what what is all of this sort of like for for you guys in the front office well first off I think without the August waiver trade deadline without the, the ability to make deals in August, I think that that's a good thing. I think deadlines are always a good thing. That seems to uh, necessitate making decisions, and I know some clubs are kind of wavering. There are a lot of clubs within striking distance of the wild card, so there seems to be more buyers than sellers, and the market's been quite slow as, as the demands and the prices have been extremely high for uh what you would be getting in return. There are some good players that are available, and there are a lot of teams that are after such good players. So um, it's been a bit of a challenge. There's a lot of conversations going on. Uh, but we, we continue to have a lot of conversations, and, and sometimes it takes you know uh, multiple conversations before you can really make any headway, and sometimes it takes till you get down to that deadline for a team to decide, okay, this is our best offer. Let's go ahead and pull the trigger, or are we not going to pull the trigger? So it's been an interesting time for us. We were excited to uh, land Sergio Romo yesterday. It's the, the first piece on what we hope is is multiple acquisitions. Um, but that uh, you know, stands to be determined. It depends on what, uh, what assets we have to give up. So you mentioned the, the acquisition of Sergio Romo. What was it about Sergio that, that interests you guys um, in bringing him into the fold with this club? Well, number one, he's been on three world champion clubs. He pitched at the end of the game for Miami. Um, I think having a veteran who has been through the wars and who's been through all this is is really a nice piece to add to a bullpen, probably of most guys who haven't been in such situations. A lot of younger players who are now kind of reaching their own and, and hitting their potential with us, but um, I, th- I think he's a guy who can add some stability and, and another guy who can pitch at the back end of games for us along with Taylor Rogers. Um, but as much as anything, you know, it's another reliable piece in, in the back of our bullpen. Hey, Rob, is it the slider that plays with Romo? I mean, the fastball velocity isn't up there, but is that slider his money pitch? That is his money pitch, but he, he just really knows how to pitch. You know, some guys get people out with stuff 
and they overpower and they do a lot of different things and they just have um, really good, really good pitches. Sergio's a pitcher. He, he knows, he figures out ways to get guys out. Yeah, he, it's like he invents some pitches sometimes out there. And uh, he's a guy who, who competes and doesn't give in. He's not, not afraid and he's going to challenge people. And he has gets an extraordinarily high number of pop-outs on the infield, so he gets a lot of mishits and weak contact. And we really like some of the underlying peripherals as well as the experience. And he's available today. I mean, what does it say about a guy willing to hop on the airplane at 6 a.m. this morning for one game in Chicago when presumably he could have just stayed there in Miami? You guys have the off day tomorrow in Miami. Then you begin a series with the Marlins in Miami on Tuesday. What does it say about him and his willingness to head to Chicago for just one game today? It says that he's been in a situation like this before, and he knows how much a game can mean as you, as you get down to the last third of the season, and he wants to be a part of it. And I think getting joining us on the road, flying, and then being with our group of guys, I'm sure he'll have some things he'll have to take care of in Miami on Monday, so that's very convenient for him but also just getting with our group and he knows our manager and he knows some of our staff and, and uh, some of our players. So I think, I don't think it's going to be too much of a transition for Sergio. He's been through this before. Take us through the thought, thought process. The move is Carlos Torres designated for assignment to add Romo to the 25 men. Well, we, we signed Carlos and, and he pitched for us in Rochester and we brought him up and he has experience as well. Um, I think it's just a matter of sometimes of, of the matchups and what you're trying to do. And, and he, Sergio might be uh, a little bit of a duplication of what, of what Torres does or brings. And there are other guys that we just didn't want to send down right now. Um, we have a very defined way of looking at how we're going to use everybody. Um, everything's mapped out about 10 games ahead and when, what situations guys could be called upon. So, um, Rocco and, and Chelsea and, and Wes and, and the whole group get together and they talk and Derek and Thad have long, lengthy conversations and they just map out what they think is the right move and we move forward. Twins assistant general manager Rob Anthony on the line with us here in Score North Sundays. Manny Hill, Darren Doogie Wolfson uh, in for Danny this morning. Um, Rob, the... The postseason experience with Sergio, did that play a role in this too, in, in bringing him in? We know that he's been um, on playoff teams, on deep runs. He's been a World Series champion um, a couple of different times with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, we played that highlight at the top of the show today about uh, that that final strikeout in 2012 when he struck out a, a triple crown winner in Miguel Cabrera to win the World Series for the Giants. I mean, this guy has been battle-tested in, in the postseason, and obviously you guys are leading the division right now. Obviously you guys want to get to the postseason and, and, and go on a run. How much of that postseason experience, how much stock do you guys put into that aspect of a player when, when bringing him in? Well, I think it's definitely valuable. Um, and it's not just that he's been in postseason, but he's been successful and and been a big part of the bullpen. I mean, in, in 2012, I think he had a combined ERA under one and and uh, was was a key member of that bullpen. Again, in 14, he had about, a, I think, a 129 ERA. I'm going off the top of my head. I looked at this last night. Um, so he's had success in, in the playoffs with the Giants and was, was a big part of their three championships. And I think he also brings some leadership to that bullpen where some guys who don't have as much experience as him 
We'll see how he goes about it. He can talk with guys even before he goes into games. He can have conversations with guys when they're coming in in the sixth, seventh inning. I think he's a guy who likes to talk, likes to share his experiences. Uh, he's not he's not your mercenary coming in, and, and we're not uh, expecting him to come in and be the savior and be the guy who's going to save every game we hand to him for the rest of the season. But, he's a, but we do believe he's going to be a valuable piece in our pen for us in, in a lot of different ways. You said, Rob, that you hope that this is the first of multiple additions, but that the prices are are pretty high right now. I mean, do you have a sense, Rob, that as we get closer to Wednesday, 3 o'clock Central, the hard deadline, that maybe some of these prices will come down, that, that you guys will be able to make at least one more trade? It's really hard to tell. Like I say, it's really a, a, a seller's market right now because there are so many teams that have declared they're in it. They're trying to acquire and everybody seems to be after the same thing we are, and that's pitching and adding to pitching depth, whether it be starters, whether it be relievers, but just trying to add quality arms and guys that if you make the postseason, they can be part of that postseason run and help get us into the postseason. But um, we're, I, I wouldn't say confident, but we're, we're being, we're very aggressive. We're having a lot of conversations, and we have high hopes that we will be able to at least make another move and, and to, Try and help solidify our bullpen. Our, our offense has been tremendous. I don't. I don't see. Uh, you know, if something fell into our lap, something that we saw could really impact our team. We could take a look at it, but I think we're we're focused on pitching, whether it be starting or relief. But there is somewhat of an emphasis on maybe a starter. I mean, you're saying solidifying the bullpen, but you guys would be open minded to adding the right starter. Yeah, if we had an opportunity to get the right starter, and, and you can plug him in. I think there are some guys in our rotation that, you know, come playoff time, they could slide to the bullpen and they could be key pieces for us in the, in the playoff run. So there are different ways to try and uh, help your bullpen. Sometimes it's through getting a reliever who's done that, and that's who they are. Sometimes, as you've seen with other clubs, starters slide into the bullpen and they become really integral parts of, of a playoff run, even though they're not starting the game. The Romo trade is pretty fascinating from this standpoint, Rob. You guys also get a pretty good minor league arm. You get a player to be named later, but you gave up. I mean, Baseball America's midseason report has Lou and Diaz as your number 10 prospect, but you guys would have had to add him to the 40-man this winter. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. You guys gave up a pretty good prospect, but you need to add a lot of guys come December to the 40-man. So, presumably, you're going to leave a pretty good player or two off your 40-man. So, you know, how he fit into that equation and then acquiring a minor league arm and a player to be named later. I just... You know, take us through those dynamics because to me, this was a very fascinating trade. Well, I think you're right. I don't think they're far off when they say he's their number ten prospect, or he was. Um, we gave up a quality player. He's got power. He can hit. He's a good defender over at first base. There are a lot of things I like about Lewin Diaz, and I wish him nothing but the best. He's a tremendous kid, and he he's been doing the things that we we thought he could when we signed him uh, as an amateur free agent, and so this is one of the things where you have to give to get and the 2019 protect does come into play. He was, he was available via the rule five draft last year, but he's coming off of a tough season. He bounced back and, and was having a tremendous season this year. And so by not having to protect him, that does open up another spot for another player to be added to the roster. We're also going to be losing players. Uh, you know, we have some guys that are free agent eligible. If we don't resign Gibson or 
Pineda or Odorizzi, um, handful of other guys that uh, are going to become free agents. So those will, the, the roster spots are something you deal with when the time comes. It does come into play when you're talking about it, and it does come into play when you're talking about a return. You won't want to uh, get a return of three players that have to be roster protection this year or something uh, of that magnitude if you were trading away uh, an established player for prospects like we were doing last year. Um, but some of those guys that we acquired last year, now now they're roster eligible this year, and we are going to have to do some things. But right now the primary focus was on getting Romo, and we traded a player away that we hope we have some depth and we have some other options coming down the pike as well. Rob, when you're approaching the trade deadline, as as we are here in a few days, how much, you know, how do you guys find the balance of, you know, making moves that can help you right now um, because obviously you guys are in a in a good position where your chances of making the postseason are very high, and and you know one or two moves could be the difference in whether or not you know you can go deep into the playoffs and and win a World Series. Um, but also, you know, when you're thinking about 2019, I would imagine you have to think about 2020 and 2021 and 2022 and everything. And any move that you guys make could potentially impact what happens with the club down the line in the future. How do you guys sort of weigh that that balance, uh, especially at this time of the year when we're just a couple of days away from the deadline? Well, there is a fine balance, and you have to try and take some of the emotions out of the equation. Sometimes you look at it and you go, man, this guy would really help our club, but we also strive to be competitive and to be in this situation again next year and the year after and the year after that. So you have to do what's right for the organization now and down the road, but at the same time, Sometimes when you have opportunities and you have windows, uh, you need to take advantage of that because uh, you're not in this position every year. And to just assume that we're going to be in this position again next year and we'll just plug in some other names is is uh, is not wise. So when you do have an opportunity like we do this year, we have a, a tremendous offense and our starting rotation's done a really nice job for us, and our bullpen's held its own. So we're in a good position. So we want to try and build. We don't want to take away from what we have, but we do want to try and add to what we do have. Um, but at the same time, we you can't sell out your entire farm system to to try and add somebody, especially if uh, if they're somebody that you're not going to control very long. Do you feel like you guys have to be, when you're trying to figure out what to do with the club and, and what moves to make, do you feel like you have to be more aggressive when you have a market like this when – um, they're, you know, maybe not, there's not quite as many sellers, uh, if you will, at, at this point of the year, do you feel like you just have to be more aggressive when contacting teams about making a potential, a potential deal? Well, every team you deal with is different. It depends on who's on the other end of the phone. Some teams you can be wide open and say, Hey, look, we'll, we'd be willing to entertain this, but we'd have to get this back. And you can kind of lay your cards on the table and everything's out in the open and it's, it's a fairly uh, free communication. Other teams, um, you never really know what they're they're getting at, what they're willing to do. Uh, most times, uh, the trend lately, it used to be a team would call and say, you know, we have interest in this player. What do you want back? And they would give you feedback on what they want. Now it's, you know, if you want that player, make an offer. And sometimes you feel like you're you're bidding against yourselves. You don't know if there are eight teams in on this guy or, or two teams. So there's a lot of gamesmanship that goes on. There are a lot of smart people making decisions in those positions for 
for all 30 clubs. And, and so really what you're looking for is maybe an evaluation mismatch where we value a player maybe more so than they do or they value uh, some of our prospects more than we do or they hit on somebody that maybe we have depth in that position and we're able to, uh, to make them available. Couple final ones for Twins Assistant General Manager Rob Antony. Rob, an update on CJ Crone. That thumb has him back on the injured list. Is there a sense that maybe CJ can be back in the lineup middle of the week? We're hoping. He's been taking some swings and it, it has not been bothering him. Um, but you'd never really know until you get into the game and you're facing that live pitching and you let it go and everything. But we're going to do everything we can to make sure so that he doesn't have to revisit that list when he's out for another 10 days. So um, we'll be a little bit careful with him, but we're, we're certainly hoping to get him back in the lineup. He's been a big part of, of everything we've done this year, offensively and defensively. And then Blake Parker clears waivers. He now has, what, three days to decide whether he wants to accept the assignment to AAA Rochester. Is there hope from your conversations with his agent? Is there some hope that he will accept that assignment? I'm not sure. I, I think he's, you know, it, as happens when this with when this occurs, his agent I'm sure is on the phone with some other clubs to find out if there's a major league opportunity for him. If there is, he rejects it and he's back in the big leagues with somebody else. And if he doesn't find much reception other than teams saying that, you know, they'll sign him to a minor league deal and they'll bring him up in September or something, he may decide that you know what I've been with this club all year. I'm going to go to Rochester pitch well and, and be ready to come up in uh, in September or whenever they need me, and, and hopefully I'm part of the postseason run. He is the former, uh, what am I thinking, what am I saying former? I was thinking, I was going to say former interim GM the from a couple of years ago, but he is now the assistant GM of the uh, Minnesota Twins, Rob Anthony. Uh, thanks for being on with us. We appreciate the time, and uh, we'll, we'll let you go, and uh, I'm sure the next couple of days are going to be quite busy for you guys. And uh, we just appreciate you giving us a few minutes this morning. Thanks a lot. Well, thanks for having me on. And it's it's exciting for us to be in this position. It's a fun time of year. Appreciate it, Rob. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, even going back, even in 2017, you guys ended up selling a little bit. So really, this is the first time since, what, 2010 that you've been in this position. <laughs> yes. 17 was interesting. We uh, We were buyers, and the next week we were sellers, and we were selling what we bought. So... <laughs> and then the team went on to, to make the playoffs. Right. So it's a funny, funny game the way this thing works sometimes. But uh, I think we are, I think we are in uh, buy mode this year. We awesome. like to hear that. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. All right. Rob Anthony joining us. A lot of interesting talkers there, and uh, I think we'll come back and uh, react to that here on Score North Sundays. It's Manny Hill, Darren Doogie Wolfson in for Danny. We'll be back in uh, just a few minutes.